Yes. And so that's that's how um, I finally understood that autism is not a disease. Like we are normal people too. Some of us can speak. Some of us uh, can't speak in, in certain situations. And it's it's happened to me too. Not because I'm now... The fact that I'm now speaking doesn't mean that I don't go through non-verbal or non-speaking phases. Mm-hmm. I go through them as well. Mm-hmm. Right? And, you know, it, it changed my, my life. Um, and now I'm like super against ABA and against Autism Speaks and against anything that doesn't include autistic people in their communications and approaches. Okay. So, um, yeah, it's, it's great. We are just wired differently. Mm-hmm. We are not less. We are not more. We're just human beings existing in this planet. And yeah, we need certain amounts of support, different amounts of, of adjustments in our lives and mm-hmm. support from other people and specialists. Welcome to Gladiatrix. I am woman and hear me roar. I'm your host, Malini Sarma. Every week, I will be speaking with women from all over the world who will be sharing their journeys, their stories about overcoming their fears and achieving great things that they thought they never could. So if you don't want to miss a story, make sure you subscribe. Thank you, thank you, thank you to the amazing, beautiful, badass women who have been guests on this show. I had a mission to travel to every country in the world, but since that didn't work out, My new mission is to speak to at least one woman from every country in the world. There are 193 countries, and I still have at least 180 to go. So, if you know of somebody who has an amazing story to tell, let me know. I'm all years. You can reach me on Instagram at Malani Sarma, on my website, MalaniSarma.com, or on Facebook at Malani Sarma. M-A-L-I-N-I-S-A-R-M-A. In today's episode, we're speaking with Raquel Rojas. Raquel was born and raised in Mexico, but now lives in Switzerland. For the longest time, she always wondered why she felt like she never belonged. When her son was diagnosed with autism, she realized she needed to learn more about autism, starting with getting herself tested. In this episode, Raquel talks about being an ally to the autism community, how she started her business, and learning to look at life from a different perspective. This is her story. Hi, Raquel. Thank you so much for joining the show. I'm really excited for the world to hear about your story. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks so much for, uh, for having me. I'm really excited, too. Oh, now I'm so glad you're here. Um, so... You were born and raised in Mexico, but yes. you now live in Switzerland. So tell me a little bit about your experience growing up. What was it like? Well, you know, um, it was, you know, to tell the truth, I don't remember much about my childhood. Like, oh. uh, I mean, it was a bit blurry. It, it is a bit blurry for me. Of course, I remember, yeah, my mom, my dad, my, my brother, my sister. I'm the oldest of uh, three siblings. And yeah, I grew up in a very uh, dysfunctional environment. 
um, yeah, from an early age, I learned that I needed to rely on myself and I've always been very independent. So it, I guess it has to do with, with the environment uh, where I grew up in, right? Um, but you know, everything that happened um, surely has given me certain wisdom and resiliency, resilience, right? So I'm grateful. Even if I don't remember much, mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I am grateful for I think it's it's almost like now. a it's almost like a body's defense mechanism protecting you from you know past trauma, so you don't have to remember the bad stuff and you remember only the good things, right? I can I can totally relate to that because you know I'm, I'm the same way. So, uh, so growing up, you had so who was your? Uh, did you have like your best friend, or did you have you know your role models growing up, or did you have like? Uh, you know, dreams of like, you know, when I get out of here, I'm going to do this. Or when I grow up, I'm never going to be this way. Was it like that for you? Yes, absolutely. I guess my biggest uh, role model growing up was my aunt, my dad's sister. Mm -hmm. Like she moved to Germany and studied there in the last, the last year of high school and university. So for me, it, it was definitely someone I, I used to look up to. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yes, when I grow up, I will get out of here and, you know, see the world. And <laughs> I guess everybody thinks the same way. <laughs> well, it, it, well, some people don't want to. I mean, they love being yeah. where they are and doing what they're doing. Yeah. Um, so, so did you have like, oh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be like a dancer or a singer or, you know, did you have anything in mind? I mean, or were you looking up to your aunt to say, what does she do? And maybe I could do the same thing. Actually, I never knew what she, what she did. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> I always, um, imagined it was something exciting mm -hmm. and, you know, full of friends and, uh, just exciting. Like, um, get to see a different culture and speak other languages and mm -hmm. everything. So my dream, or I had like many, many ideas about who I wanted to, to become. Mm -hmm. And some of them were, of course, uh, you know, a veterinarian or a neurosurgeon mm -hmm. or something like that. Something that has to do with helping others, right? Um, and I was always very drawn to... Um, learning English and learning the 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 meaning of different words, both in Spanish and English, and so I always spoke with a language that was definitely not for my age. Like mm. people said, I would speak like an adult, mm -hmm. and I don't remember having many friends. I had maybe one in grammar school, mm -hmm. you know, in elementary, and then in uh, you know middle school I had like one or two as well and I have always been very um, introverted so for me I guess school and learning things and and you know just focusing on my studies was a way to to like to be myself or to expand my own world mm -hmm. um so yeah like yeah my aunt was my role model and then I don't know anyone who any one woman who who was her own person as well. 
Okay, so so you uh, so you grew up in a Spanish-speaking household because you were you grew up in Mexico, right? So yeah, then, Mexico was City. English kind of did you because your aunt because she lived in Germany she spoke German and English and Spanish and so how did you transition to that kind of a lifestyle? Well, um, yeah, I was privileged enough to go to private schools starting my last year of junior high. Mm -hmm. and so I already had a certain level of you know the oh, knowledge about the English language mm -hmm. and so it was very easy for me to just keep learning more and keep maybe not practicing mm -hmm. unless I was like in school during class mm -hmm. um, but then yeah, I decided I wanted to pursue a career in business so I went into business school in Tecnológico de Monterrey. Um, but then, I don't know, something got <laughs> in, in the middle of my mind or something. Like I went through a really hard time when I was, I don't know, 19, mm -hmm. 20, something like that. I was still trying to figure out who I was and what I wanted to, you know, from life. Mm -hmm. And so I changed schools, started my career over. And yeah, I had a very bad experience, you know, in 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 college mm -hmm. in terms of me not being able to to get together with people and do like this group works or whatever. Mm -hmm. Group project kind of thing. Group projects, yes. Okay. Um but you know, now I have an explanation for all of that. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I I will tell you more about it. Uh, okay. Later. But then, yeah, I continued, you know, studying in the university. Yeah, I graduated and then um, I don't remember if I started working right away. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I, I kind of did. Yes. So, so when you said you changed, you said when you changed, did you go, you get, got out of business and you did something else or you stuck to business, you just took a different major? Exactly. Okay. Yes, okay. exactly. And so I ended up working in in hospitality can oh. you believe like someone i know super super introverted uh when i start my first job was in club med i think wow so i was a geo and <laughs> talk <laughs> about talk about being in in everybody's face i mean like yes. for somebody who's introverted that's the other yes. extreme yes completely and and how was, was that? Like, how was that experience? It was awesome because I met a lot of people. I practiced my English. I, I already started learning French when I was in junior high and I continued, you know, I just practiced more and I've always been drawn to languages. Right now, I'm not very good at them <laughs> the same way I used to. Like now I'm trying to learn German because I live in Switzerland, but it's just like almost impossible for me. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, but it was, I had a great time met amazing people um and it was an opportunity for me to define what i really wanted to do did i wanted to continue on this pattern of you know partying and just you know living one day one day at a time but not really thinking about my future or did i wanted to actually you know uh, pursue my career mm -hmm. <laughs> work for for the things i studied and, and what I learned. And so I decided, okay, I, I've spent a year here partying. 
uh, you know, enjoying my, my youth. Mm -hmm. But now I think it's time to, <laughs> to think about the future because I was like 25. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I'm soon I'm going to be 26 and stop it. I don't want to grow old anymore, but you know, it's going right. to happen. And so it, it's better if I go back to Mexico City and I got a job in marketing mm -hmm. in Santander. And yeah, uh, it was very interesting. I, I really liked it. And, and that's how I, my marketing journey started. Okay. <laughs> but so when you were in Mexico City, you were not living with your family, though. You were living by yourself. I, I had to go back to living with my family for like a month or two. Okay. While I, you know, cashed my first check yeah, and, check. and okay. was able to afford, you know, uh, uh -huh. sharing an apartment with, with a couple of other people and, and such. Mm -hmm. Um. And yeah, that's that's what I, I had to do. So so, that, so you basically you know enjoyed your uh, partying in college and after college, and then you figured out okay, this is what I'm going to do. And yes. and I see because you're still in marketing and you love it and you do a really good job. I can tell because I'm one of your clients, <laughs> and I see how you're passionate about what you do and you're really generous. Um, and you help a lot of other organizations, you know, you're a mom, you know, you do a lot of uh, work on awareness of autism, you're vegan, you're bisexual, but all of this didn't come, all of this didn't happen at the same time, no, no. right? I mean, it was like a progression as you found one thing and then you started figuring out other things. So, so how did, how did all that work out? I mean, you know, what led you to your choices? Was it experiences, you know, pe people say something or did something that to make you start thinking about is like why am i this way or why are people behaving this way towards me well how, how did it all work out yes so um everything i think everything started out during the the pandemic really like it definitely helped me look at things differently mm -hmm. like maybe i was running mm. just going you know living every day and and um didn't put much attention in, in what I wanted. Like mm -hmm. I, I, of course I got married and everything, but I don't know. I, I feel like I was just, just going with the flow, mm -hmm. which is not something it's, it's not wrong. I think what is, what is not very uh, cool or, or, you know, useful is to just, just go with the flow and not think about, you know, your, you were just existing. Yeah, yes, you were exactly. just existing. You were not living. You were exactly, just like... Exactly, exactly. And so um, during the pandemic, I had a meltdown. I didn't know it was a meltdown okay. at the time. So I decided to start therapy. And during therapy, I discovered a lot of, about myself. Before that, I was already on a path of, you know, self-healing and listening to this. Uh, to the different kinds of, of people, you know, writers or not gurus, but, you mm -hmm. know, uh, maybe spiritual guides and mm -hmm. everything. And and I kind of knew that I needed to take it a step forward. But it wasn't until my meltdown that I decided to, to move, make a move and, and, you know, start therapy. And it was, yeah, during therapy that I finally came to terms with the fact that I'm bi, and um, it also has to do with the fact that I received or we received the diagnosis um, from my son, mm -hmm. autism diagnosis. 
So everything just hit at once. Mm. Diagnosis, uh, you know, my, my self-acceptance as a bi person. And yeah, it was hard. Of course, I, 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 I was living in a constant state of burnout. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it all, it all hit at once. So, so how is kind of fast, but you know. So how did your, how did, you know, when you, because you, because growing up, you probably knew that there was something, but you didn't, couldn't put a name to it. Is exactly. that what, is that how, why it explained, helped you ex understand why you were behaving or why other people behaved towards you? Or you didn't understand why people were behaving a certain way. Mm -hmm. How did, yes. how did that, you know, growing up, how, what was it like? not knowing it's always this feeling of disconnection oh. like you don't belong anywhere and you don't know why mm -hmm. you know because until recently i will now i know and now i can pinpoint these things but mm -hmm. before i couldn't it was just a feeling mm -hmm. a feeling without a name mm -hmm. right a big mm -hmm. unknown and a couple of weeks ago i was finally diagnosed with autism myself okay so that's how i know now what everything was happening why okay. was i the, the way i was um and why i have all these gifts mm. that maybe i thought everybody had mm -hmm. or why i noticed things that i thought everybody noticed but mm -hmm. actually no and <laughs> so it's it's amazing i i i feel relieved mm. uh, i love myself more i accept myself more and and finally feel like I'm part of this planet. I'm mm. part of this com uh, of an amazing community. Mm -hmm. And I can advocate for my son. I, and I can, you know, just propel myself to my next level yeah. of, of happiness, of self-awareness, et cetera, et cetera. Wow. I mean, what a what an amazing revelation for you mm -hmm. to finally come terms with all of these things like you were like you know you feel like you're just bobbing around in the world and now suddenly you're like i have a place called home that i know so tell me a little bit more about the autism piece because i know on the autism spectrum the brilliant people is you know they they can see they can see music or they can read or they can has seen numbers or they can just make patterns they can see things the way other people normal people can't and it's the way the brain is wired so so tell me a little bit more about some of your gifts and how you use that, you know, to to just say stay normal. I mean, what regular people world say normal. Yeah. So before before my you know my change of heart because there's there's a before and then after in okay. terms of autism that it's different from my from the timeline timeline of my diagnosis. Okay. First, I had my my son's diagnosis. Okay. Then I was in the middle of this um, autism mom world right? where you're an autism warrior and you want to fight it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's that's just not good mm -hmm. because all this speech is ableist from one part. Mm -hmm. And number two, it brings people, you know, autistic people, a lot of suffering. And. Before that, me as a mom, it was bringing me nothing but suffering. Mm -hmm. Seeing my own my, my own child from a deficit perspective, right? It didn't serve me anymore. Mm -hmm. So I started to listen to 
uh, actually autistic self-advocate. Mm-hmm. And my world changed completely. I recognized my own ableism. I was able to, you know, I was driven to to open up my my personal project mm-hmm. um, where I speak about autism in well in Spanish, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, you know, becoming an ally to the autistic community. Before mm-hmm. I knew I was autistic, right? And the more I listened to actually autistic women, both diagnosed uh, formally and self-diagnosed, I I I understood myself better and I was like okay there's something here mm. like am I autistic too mm. like it can't be possible that all these women had the same experiences as as me like these women get me mm. in a way that nobody else has gotten me before mm-hmm. I've of course I, I, I I've had some I, I have some friends um but these women like they know like it's like they're you don't have to explain anything. Exactly. Yeah, they they get exactly. you because you you don't have to explain anything. Yes, and so that's that's how um, I finally understood that autism is not a disease. Like we are normal people too. Some of us can speak. Some of us uh, can't speak in in certain situations, and it's it's happened to me too. Not because I'm now. The fact that I'm now speaking doesn't mean that I don't go through non-verbal or non-speaking phases. Mm-hmm. I go through them as well, mm-hmm. right? And you know, it, it changed my my life. Um, and now I'm like super against ABA and against autism speaks and against anything that doesn't include autistic people in their communications and approaches. Okay. So, um, yeah, it's it's great. We are just wired differently Mm -hmm. we are not less we are not more we're just human beings existing in this planet and yeah we need certain amounts of support different amounts of of adjustments in our lives and Mm -hmm. support from other people and specialists but yeah we are just like everyone else in in the sense in a human sense of course. right so when you uh when you figured out you found out about your diagnosis because i know when you first find out about your son that must have devastated you because you're like oh my god no what do i do how is this how is he going to survive in this re- you know in the world and whatever so how how uh you know did your and then now you have your diagnosis so you're like okay you know there's got because i know uh, the reason i'm asking is because my I have a cousin who has, you know, autistic children. She's got two boys and the family support is like, it's so uh, heartbreaking to see because it's almost like it's your fault. You had the kid, but it's a, it's a genetic thing. You know, it's the way your, your genes are made up and it's comes from somewhere. It's probably a dormant one. And now it's like, it's come back alive or whatever. So that, you know, it's, it's back in the gene pool and it shows up. So, I know how hard she struggles to try and make it normal for her children, but she doesn't have that kind of support around her. So what was your, what was your, uh, you know, environment like when you found out for your son and for yourself and what would you tell other, you know, moms who are going through the same thing? What would you tell them? That, and don't take this the wrong way, but Mm -hmm. I'm very outspoken about this because it's, it's how I felt and Mm -hmm. how my mind changed. All grieving is not wrong, okay? But you need to sit with yourself and think, what is causing me this uh, so this amount of pain? And mm-hmm. you will find 
if you really, really take a deep look at yourself, that it's your own ableism. You are suffering because you have these ableist ideas of how a family is supposed to look like, of how, how children are supposed to develop. Mm -hmm. It's not because you love your son less. It's not, it's not that. Mm. You know, I didn't recognize the autism signs in my son because for me, he was, he's, he's perfect the way he is. Right. I didn't see any different. I, I always thought, you know, every child is different. Why mm -hmm. should I compare him to anyone else? Right. And all this deficit perspective and medical model, it just poisoned me. It poisoned me with fear mm. and pain. And I decided to say no more. No more after listening to all the autistic people, um, you know, uh, experiences, verbal and non-verbal or, or speaking and non-speaking. It changed my life. And I understood that, yes, autistic people develop autistically. Mm. There's no reason why, why should you compare. And so my advice would be to listen to actual, actually autistic people. Find your tribe, you know, and align yourself or, with the actually autistic community, not with the uh, autism industry. Mm. They profit off our fears, mm. of, our, um, of our ableism, right? So let's not feed them. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So, so basically you, you just, you just look at life in a different way yeah. and you just have different boundaries that you have to follow and you, some, there are certain triggers that probably works for some people that don't work for others. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So no, that is, that is, that is profound when you think about it in the medical field, because they look at it as a disease when actually it is just a different rewiring of the brain. Yes. That's all it is. Yeah. Right. Yes. So different what is? Neurology. That's it. I'm sorry. A different, yeah, it's different uh, neurology, and it, I would advise any mom who's just recently, uh, uh, that recently received the diagnosis from their kids to just mm -hmm. um, read about the diversity, the neurodiversity paradigm, paradigm. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, and and you will find that everything's really not like most people think it's, it's, you know so, so do you have like a support group because you're you're in switzerland so do you have like a support group there do they have the similar things uh, all around the world or is it only in pockets in places that people actually believe this how how is how it is that yes uh honestly in switzerland there's it, everything's like backwards I thought that since I was in a, you know, first world country, rich, white country, uh, everything would ha would be, you know, peaches and cream. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it hasn't. There's a waiting list of a year for a diagnosis. No kidding. We had to move all our contacts, like when my husband had to move all, all of his contacts to get a diagnosis, like, super fast, mm -hmm. three months or so. Or less wow and specialists there are very very few you know the speech language pathologists occupational therapists provided or by the state or private mm -hmm. they have huge waiting lists many of them practice aba mm. so for me it, it it has meant that i need to educate myself basically to to vet which uh 
therapists I, I want my son to, to work with, mm -hmm. right? And uh, if push comes to shove, I will be my own kid's therapist because, you know, right. it is what it is. Right. No, no and, and, and I see that. A lot of the parents, especially the moms, you know, because they know what is best for their child. And if it's not going to work, then you got to do what you got. And that's what my cousin is pre pretty much doing. She's going to, you know, do her own school and learning how to do it. And then she want, has to teach other people. And, you know, this is how you have to do it because nobody really knows. Yes. Um, so are there people in like different parts of the world that specialize in this? Or yes. because Okay, so would, yes. do you have like a, a a list that you can, you know, that you could share or a, a website that people can go to if they wanted to know more about this and how they can uh, f find out more about that? Yes, yes, totally. Um, there's this uh, Therapist Neurodiversity Collective. Oh, okay. And they, they have a list of uh, specialists in the U.S. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if they have a list from, from like, people all over the world okay but they 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 are specialized in therapies that are um that that fall under the neurodiversity paradigm mm -hmm. and uh, yeah I, I fully recommend their website website and others resources well it's the um autistic self-advocacy network okay uh, ASAN, mm -hmm. um, the acronym and there are, are many there are many uh, facebook groups of actually autistic people on the top of my head. Um, ask me, I am an AAC user. Mm -hmm. uh, the other one is um, ask me, I'm autistic. Okay. Autism inclusivity. So that's, there's an um, international community there. Community, okay. Well, that's good to know. So if people needed to find out at least, you know, if they could talk to somebody, they could, they have, there's a way for them to reach out and say, how do I do this? What do I do? Yes, exactly. That's pretty cool. So now shifting gears, because mm -hmm. you not only are, you know, passionate about your um, uh, making sure that you're a spokesperson for autism and how you can help, you know, people with similar um, condition, but you're also a business person. You, like you said, you're marketing and you are uh, doing that while you do, you know, uh, doing your passion projects. So you, you mentioned about how you got into marketing in how did you transition into doing your own, getting into your own business? You know, what was the hardest part or what was the easiest part? Well, the hardest part was um, updating all my, all my knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could just have, you know, uh, downloaded the update to my brain, but I uh -huh. couldn't. So, yeah, I, it, everything started when I moved to Switzerland. This when did you when did you move? Four years ago, so that's like 20, 2018, twenty eighteen. Okay, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um. So at the time, as I was working at fuck up night, fuck up nights. I don't know if you ever heard. If you didn't, <laughs> if you haven't, it's it's a super super cool uh, company. You should look it up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and um. I was super happy there, but you know, with the the schedule, the the times were were just not working. You know, seven seven hours of, of difference mm -hmm. day and night. Yeah, I was going kind of crazy, and so I I decided that that I needed to to quit. Mm -hmm. I was super super sad, but then a friend 
that I met here in Switzerland, Zurich, she was like, uh, well, I do marketing, you know, digital marketing. Have you, have you thought about, you know, doing your own thing mm-hmm. in this, in this field? And I was like, yeah, I, I, I want to, to try doing something, you know, by myself because I don't speak German yet. So mm-hmm. I need to, to do something. Um, and so I took a lot of courses and updated all, all my, my previous knowledge because the last time I used social media before I started, you know, I mean, um, professionally, of course, um, was like, yeah, three, four years before I, before I moved to Switzerland. Okay. And everything changed so much. Like, I couldn't believe it. Of course, I saw the, the updates on my phone, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's not the same as downloading an update for your app. Than, right. Than, you know, knowing mm-hmm. everything about how, how social media works. Mm-hmm. And yeah, a lot of courses, like intensive courses. And in six months after I decided to quit, I, I opened my own practice, mm-hmm. and, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> and... Um, and I, I started working with clients from the U.S. Mm-hmm. And my first client, I maybe you know her, actually. Oh, okay. Was it Karina? It's uh, no uh, friend of Karina's. Her name is Isata, and her blog is called the Easy Breezy Life. Okay. You may you yeah, but yeah. Then she introduced me to Karina, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, okay. And Karina introduced me to you. So yeah, all, all my work has been through referrals, which I'm okay. very happy about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, your transition from, you know, uh, starting your own business, because now you, you're a mom, you don't worry about, you know, a child drawing those boundaries. Uh, But you have managed to make sure that you carve out your time and create the boundaries for yourself so that you can do all the things that you need to do, plus be the mom that your son needs you to be and take care of, you know, your family, be with your husband and everything. Um, what was your family's reaction to it? Like, cause I know you're close to your mom and, you know, we, we, and she's close to you with your, and with your son and everything. So what was your reaction of your family when you decided to do all these things or was it kind of you did everything and then you kind of told your parent or your family that this is how it's going to be what was that what was your mindset like when you you know because you you're in your head you're having all these conversations but then you had to deal with the real world and like (laughs) what was that like well after we got pregnant like we told everyone like for sure, we are moving to, to Switzerland because mm-hmm. in Mexico, you know, the safety situation, mm-hmm. justice situation is not ideal. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, why not take advantage of the Swiss educational system, mm-hmm. which then I discovered is not as great as they say. But anyway, that's another topic, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, at least for for um, for your son with right. disabilities exactly. right. or yeah, neurodivergence. Anyway, yeah. Um, but I've always been a go-getter. Like, I've always done what I wanted to do. Um, sometimes I'm afraid. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm scared, but I still do it anyway. I don't know. I've always pushed myself. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we, we told them we were moving to, to Switzerland. And, they, yeah, my mom, of course, asked, uh, what about your job? And But, you know, in, in Fakup Nights, we've, we, we've worked remotely from, you know, ever since I started. Okay like in a co-working or so. And, and and so it was not a surprise for them because I, I, I worked in this very cool 
a progressive company and was like, yeah, it's, it's normal. And everybody works from wherever they want. Mm -hmm. <laughs> are they based in, are they based in Germany? Where are they based? In Mexico City. Oh, they're based in Mexico City. Okay. They're where? Now they, they, they are completely, they work completely uh, remote. Remote. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah. And so we moved and when I said, okay, now I'm, you know, doing my own thing, they were like, oh, cool. Like, <laughs> they've, they've never doubted me. Like, okay. Right. They just knew you were going to do it anyway. Yes. So there's no point in fighting you, right? Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. So, you know, you should be really proud of all the stuff that you've accomplished. I mean, in spite of everything that's going on, you're still making sure that you take care of what you need to do, right? So for somebody who wants to, um, you know, who wants to do follow their dreams, in especially for those, you know, women of color, those who have um, you know, disability, what would you, what, what advice would you tell them? What would you tell them to do? To try to surround yourself with people that make you feel loved. And even if you don't have that kind of community yet, I can assure you that <laughs> I found it 34 years later, but I found it. So you will. But you don't have to wait for that. Um, you just, you know, social media. It's, it's a great place. Even before my diagnosis, even before my, my you know, me changing my mind from being a, an, an awesome mom to an ally to the autistic community, I found all that knowledge on social media. Mm -hmm. So yes, you can use social media to change elections and spread lies, but you can also use it for the good. Like you can, you can decide you, you, who you want to follow, mm -hmm. what part of Facebook group you want to be. You, where do you want to be in this social media universe right and you can meet amazing people because i have never exactly. met any of my guests i mean they're all online yes. uh, all the people that i'm working with are all online yes that, that is amazing totally so use it use social media for for good mm -hmm. find your your community there and yeah just you if nobody believes in yourself you need to you need to do it because you know, imposter syndrome is, is real mm -hmm. and I know it's it's difficult sometimes to believe in yourself. But like I said, I've done a million things that I've been super scared of, <laughs> but I was like, you know, I'm going to do it because I, I still can. And you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. Your life can change from one minute to the other. Yeah, so in just, a heartbeat. You know, do it. Yeah. Do it. If you if you fail, there's no such such thing as failure. That failure doesn't exist. We uh, we pu put this value or this tag in 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 our experiences. But if you've learned from something, why is it a failure? If you yeah. learn, yeah. If it's you're learning, it's not a failure. Forward, yeah. It's, if, if you, yeah, it's a lesson. If exactly, it it's just a lesson. It's not a failure. Totally. It, it, see, so you you also know that I'm I'm really passionate about finances and you know yes. just learning more about it. So. Yes. In your journey as a business person and looking back to, you know, knowing what you know now, what are the, some of the key finance lessons that you have learned or wish you had learned when you started your business? Oy. <laughs> <laughs> well, first, um, create your budget. Like, know how much you need to to make per month to survive mm -hmm. 
if you don't know how much you need to make to, to you know to survive in this world, pay your bills, whatever, um, you don't you won't know how much to charge your clients. Mm -hmm. That's just a fact. I mean, I could charge people two hundred dollars or five hundred dollars per hour, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm giving that enough value, mm -hmm. and that I that doesn't necessarily mean that I won't be spending that on shoes and bags. Mm -hmm. And not putting anything on my savings account. Okay. So um, be aware of your budget. That's that's the first thing. And and save a little. Even if it's, I don't know, 50 bucks per month. Just <laughs> try to make it a habit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I know. That's a, I think that's a mindset that people need to learn. Because, you know, people start chasing the money. They forget that it's only one part of the big piece of the pie right yes. so but it's important to have that so um no thank you very much though raquel thank you for taking the time and uh talking about your journey i'm sure there's so many people who would be who would have probably you've opened their eyes about it because i didn't realize about the whole autism um, spectrum. So this is really good to know. And I'm sure a lot of people could really benefit from the knowledge. So I'm looking forward to checking out all the information that you're going to be providing. And I'm sure um, our audience is going to be uh, checking it out too. So thank you so much. And I will be talking to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Very, very grateful for, for being here. And yeah, see you, you. soon. <laughs> <laughs> you're very welcome. Thank you for listening. And don't forget to subscribe. And if you love the show, please leave a review. Just remember, you could be one story away from being inspired.